0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast more repetitive than an Ali Marmal press conference. My name is Nate Heininger, <laughs> and once again I am joined by my co-host, Ben Samorka.
1: Another one. Do it again.
0: Yeah, one we more the time. best. We the best podcast. Run it back. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And this week. We are going to dig in on the Jordan Hicks rumors. We're going to talk about the trade deadline, which is quickly approaching. We're going to check in on the rest of the teams across the NL Central. And we're going to talk about the upcoming series against the Cubs, and the upcoming series against the Twins. for the opening bit tweet us at talk about birds ham bone you're back you survived
1: it...
0: yep wasn't sure there were I, there was a non-zero chance yeah. that you don't <clears throat> make it out of canada for a number of reasons
1: yeah
0: uh, border patrol etc they
1: can't hold me back you're too buttery
0: you slipped right through they tried to grab you Yep. but you'd pre- you'd pre-buttered yourself as you
1: do every morning Dude, funny enough. So we're coming back across the border. <laughs> it was a complete joke. We, 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 we ride up in this big RV that's like 30 something feet long. There's yeah. nine guys in it. The border patrol on the American side, he comes into the RV, asks us our names. And he's like, where are y'all coming from? It's like, oh, there's some from Denver. There's some from St. Louis. There's some from St. Paul here and there. And the guy just looks at us and goes, sure. And then waves us on through (laughs) like, I don't know if it was his last day at the office or what was going on, but yeah, I mean like, sure. Yeah, sure. Like, so our borders are safe. I don't believe you, but I don't care enough to try or like it was, what are you, it was apathy, pure apathy. Cause (laughs) you know, we, we had some booze, we had some tobacco, we had some fish that we were bringing back across the border. And he's like, okay, whatever. Sure. (laughs)
0: nice because i definitely can remember being fully unloaded at the border on previous trips where they take out like everything and then they just leave it all on the side of the
1: road and say all right pack up you can go through and you have to repack everything no the only trouble we got coming into canada is that we brought well over 700 cans of beer with us which is (laughs) incomprehensible how we did that but we had to pay it was like well over it, it was a little over uh 300 bucks worth of canadian canadian bucks uh oh, tax okay. on that and that was that was the only thing they really gave us trouble is very easy so uh old slippery bin slipped in and slipped <laughs> yeah, right out wow
0: um well it, i assume you know our our fishing prowess carried over uh let's see you spent what six days fishing on this trip yep. so i'm gonna guess you caught Mm, two fish maybe a half dozen if i'm yeah. being you know friendly
1: yeah uh, how, how'd it go for you i i i i don't want to pat myself on the back too hard but i had probably the best week of fishing i've ever had in my life um, okay oh so, so like much a
0: bake, baker's dozen or so
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i i mean for real there was there was i I'd never had this happen in my entire life of fishing but i had this happen to me twice three casts in a row, of fish boom, boom, nice. boom. Yeah. Um, and two separate days. It was just uh yeah, it's a really good year. I hadn't been, uh, my wedding interfered with the trip last time. Uh, so I hadn't been in quite a while and I, I came up and staked my claim and, uh, yeah, met, met a bunch of really nice fish, really nice guys. Wow. Um, yeah, hit it off networking. Always be, always be <laughs> networking. Yeah, that makes sense. People
0: underrate the value of having a good fish network. And now you've got a nice little
1: home base somewhere in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. If I, if I'm up in Ontario and I need to, you know, uh, buy, uh, some worms when the bit,
0: when the bit goes one, (laughs) one line too long. Uh, well, we had Kelsey on last week. Oh, um, I heard, which was, which was great. That was the
1: first piece of American content I consumed upon crossing the border.
0: Wow. Well, we're we're an inter- international podcast at this point. We've got yeah.
1: guests from around the
0: world. You're globe trotting up to a a lake somewhere in the in the America's north. Hat? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: were you able to follow baseball very much while you were out? The not not so much, but I I do know that every game that was a played, every game that was played while I was above the border, the Cardinals won, and it's the <laughs> first day that we crossed the border, the Cardinals lost. So. I noticed that there was a win
0: streak like the little win streak that started making everybody um, briefly sort of panic about the pros- the prospect of selling uh, before it was once again quickly dashed by the the three three losses against the Cubs. But that win streak happened exactly when you were gone, yes. which we had talked about two weeks ago that something's got to change. And it turns out uh, you leaving might have been the thing. I mean, I'm not a superstitious person, but.
1: I also you can't the argue the facts are there the facts, the facts are, are there. there. Yeah. And I got I got receipts, bro. I c- Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what wow. I mean by
0: that, but <laughs> <laughs> you just got the most hyped I've ever seen you for a <laughs> single sentence and then immediately you regretted it. Yeah, the, I, I wasn't the, feeling it. It was fake. <laughs> well, it's good you're back. Um we have an interesting uh a couple of really the next the next week is going to be uh Maybe the most interesting week in in Cardinals baseball.
1: I, um, I don't think this is saying. I don't think I'm being overly dramatic. When I think this might be the most important week of our entire lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, every election is the most important election yeah. of the of our lives, and uh, yes, this this week in baseball might be the most important week. In, uh, I also in think it's lives.
1: setting up to be the most dramatic week ever. Yeah! Wow. So, wow. Take Everybody, those two into account.
0: I, am not ready for, for that. No. Um, But yeah, I mean, so what are you feeling? What do you want to talk about? You know, you've been, you've been out, you've been out of the country. Yeah. uh, Living, you know, living your life. We've been here holding down the fort. What's going on in old big Benny's brain right now?
1: You know, I just really, everyone should just put down their phones, (laughs) put down their TV screens. Wow. Throw away their, throw away their compact discs, go outside and just look at the sun for a little bit. Just, just, stare, right <laughs> just <laughs> stare right into the sun. Just stare right into the
0: sun. Delete all of your other podcasts except for us. <laughs> yeah. Put it
1: on and <laughs> stare directly oh, into the sun. <laughs> God, if I heard if like man on the news or uh, uh, like man a news on report. The news. Man on the news. A <laughs> uh, local news reporter found uh, Harry carrying himself by looking into the sun while listening and talking about birds. I would question my life. No. Uh, okay. There's a couple of things I, I want to talk about. So the wave, and I'll just really hit this. And I think this is probably the most predictable opinion I have. um, But I heard you guys talking about the wave on the last episode, screaming Uh in the RV. I don't like the wave. I don't. (laughs) Of course. I know. I I also, my biggest, and I think you guys were kind of hitting around this, but my biggest issue is the timing of the wave. If Mm -hmm. I'm at a game and the Rockies have seven runs on the Cardinals um, and the Rockies fans are doing the wave in the bottom of the eighth inning, What are you doing there? Are you just sell? Are you celebrating the distance? Are you trying to encourage Do you want to see more runs? Or are you just standing up and sitting down because you're a sheep and you want to do what the other sheep do? And, uh, rah, rah, let's have some fun. Uh Uh-huh. I get what you're saying. Kids should do whatever they want at baseball games. If the kids want to do the wave, that's fine. Um, but I'm an adult. I'm there on business. Um, (laughs) I, this is not for fun. This is not for (laughs) pleasure. (laughs) Uh, you know, go get yourself a cotton candy and uh, screw off uh-huh. on, the, on yeah. the concourse is what yeah. I said. It's like it's a fun take.
0: Um, <laughs> I, no, I, yeah. I get it. I, yeah. I really do. You know, like <laughs> me personally. My preferred viewing experience does not include the wave. You know what I say, uh, Nate? What's that? Get the hell out of here. Get, get, get out of here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Florida next week. Now, those
1: are some ways I can get behind. Hey, hang 10, baby. (laughs) You ever go surfing? Uh, No, no, it is. It is definitely on my list, though. Yeah,
0: me too. I'd love to. uh, I don't know that I'd be particularly good at it, but I think it would be
1: fun. If Uh, surfing is anything like downhill skiing, I'll take to it. You know, no problem. But I I don't think that it is. So I don't think that I will.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like. I guess, like, <laughs> there's balancing, which arguably everything has just existing is a, uh, you whenever, know, requires some balancing.
1: Whenever I go skiing, I go, guys, let's go surf the hard water. And everyone <laughs> says, hell yeah, bro.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, I guess if you were a snowboarder, there would be some horizontal
1: balance. Uh, yeah. That, like, all jokes of salad. I think that that's a little more on brand. Um, Okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about really quick. Just because I know I was traveling, obviously on the way to, uh, up, I saw a guy wearing a, uh, do you know that it's a six, four, three equals two shirt. It's like a, it's a baseball nerd shirt. I think they might sell it on fan graphs.
0: You know the shirt yes. I'm talking about?
1: Yes. yes. Um, and then I saw in Minneapolis cause I went to Minneapolis to then get picked up to go to Canada. I saw a guy wearing a pitching ninja shirt, just hmm. the pitching ninja logo on the guy's yeah. shirt. And then when I was flying back in DIA in Denver, I saw a guy wearing uh, one of those uh, Sarah Lang's ALS Baseball is Best shirts. And it got me thinking. I didn't say hi to any of these people. But I was curious. If you see not a, a Cardinals jersey or a Rockies jersey or Reds hat or whatever it might be. If you see a baseball nerd shirt out in the wild that's referencing... Uh, uh, fan graphs or pitching ninja or one of those things are you approaching that person or do you just kind of like oh wow okay and then kind of do your own thing after uh, that
0: uh my dear boy i am far too socially awkward to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to just go and go up and say hello to a stranger yeah you know, i I no, I don't think that I do I I've thrown and you you singled this out as not involved but like I think I've thrown like an errant go cards sure, sure at a like when we were in Boston, you hey, know, like, Boston. a Boston hey go Cardinals you know um, a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah but um, no generally I'm not um, I had I have this this t-shirt that is dude a, i have like 100 a 100 t- t-shirts don't even get me started on, on the amount of t-shirts uh big flex um <laughs> i so there's a podcast that i really like it's called welcome to macintosh um and they sell these shirts that it's just like a pixel old mac computer yeah. like the apple 2 uh, and it's like there's no branding on it other than that logo so you wouldn't really know whether it's like a podcast shirt or just a pro Apple shirt. And uh like peak pandemic, I was at the grocery store and I was wearing that shirt and I had a mask on and I was wearing glasses and like it was early enough where I was still really bad at, um, like managing, having a mask on and having glasses on. So they would fog up all the time, my
1: glasses,
0: uh, which, yeah, I mean, led Did to so get like, little
1: tiny like, windshield
0: wipers for them. Of course I, I, of course I got a little tiny windshield. wipers. There's literally no other solution. And anyway, <laughs> this guy, like I'm shopping and this guy like came up to me. and was like, rah, 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 like pointing to my shirt yeah. and like, I couldn't really see him because my glasses were fogged was he up eating
1: like a bunch of grapes or I, something.
0: And yeah, I guess so because boop, I like boop, couldn't. He was like pointing at my shirt, and it was a yeah. it was a really awkward uh, experience because I forgot that I was wearing like a sh- I normally wear like pretty un like you know just like plain cl- colors. Um, and I forgot that I was wearing anything with any sort of ah, yes, you know, like thing worth pointing at, right. and it was a deeply awkward experience for me. Uh, so you know, yeah. I don't want to be that guy for someone else. Um, yeah. Even though it would be probably nice, you know, if they're out there wearing a fan graph shirt, it's like, yeah, there's certainly something
1: it, we could talk about. If if we sold talking about bird shirts of some kind and you saw somebody at Schnook's in the beer aisle or whatever, wearing a talking about bird shirt, would you say hi or was that still you wouldn't do it? Uh, I've had like an extension of this happened through my,
0: uh, you know, I used to play in bands and we'd sell shirts and stuff like that. And it didn't happen a lot, but I had seen people in real life wearing one of my band's t-shirts. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was avoiding them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I know.
0: I'm just like the most awkward person. If you're listening too. to this and you
1: see Nate in the wild, just heel turn <laughs> no, no, I- or walk up, Announce who you are, how you know him. Be very clear. Say thank you for your service. And then he'll turn because obviously it's it's unwanted and it's not going to go well. No, it's not that. I'm just like, you know incredibly awkward but if i actually get
0: into a conversation with someone I, i'm sure it'd be fine i'd love to you know if you're out there listening and, and you somehow recognize me and see me come up and say hello i'd love to say hello yeah. but it is me, very ticklish by the way me actually i'm not i'm not ticklish at oh, all
1: well put <laughs> that to the test bro
0: it's a point of pride for me i'm not ticklish i got over it that's it a point of pride yeah
1: it used to be but i got over it you're a sad sad little man <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else do you want to talk about? The only that- <laughs> other
1: thing I wanted to hit on was let's go Scotty Roland. He was inducted yeah. into the Hall of Fame on Hell Sunday yeah. of this week. Uh, awesome dude. Um, him yep. doing the speech and then walking over and giving his mom and dad a big hug with tears streaming down. Very, very sweet. Um, but yeah, that was that was great.
0: Yeah, I'm not a, like a big sports speech guy, but every once in a while, they land them really well. And I thought
1: his was... Was really nice. Just just seems like he's just like such a dude, such yeah. a down to earth, a normal ass, you know, incredible. One of the best baseball players of all time. Uh, yeah. But such a normal guy. So, yeah. yeah, it was fun. Um, I guess I didn't ask you, are you if you see someone out there wearing one of your shirts, are you going up to him?
0: Oh, yeah. you? uh yeah, yeah. If
1: we had to talk about bird shirt and I saw somebody, I would definitely do that. I'd go get a selfie. I'd probably put it on the socials, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. Um, and then I would probably say I would either probably share too much information, be too friendly. I would I would go the other way. It would be, yeah. it would be, sir, I'm trying to order a Chipotle. Please yeah. stop touching me. I guess I'm just not as hungry for attention as you are. You know, yeah, it's, I, I think it's my my hunger for attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and when I think of Nate, I think, <laughs> oh, guys, low key. He always <laughs> fades to the background. Uh never has a word to say no you know it's uh he he walks with a big stick and and says Mm -hmm. very few words i do yeah piece of shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh hey if you think we should make talking about birds (laughs) t-shirts let me know
1: Uh, we got our cool pixel art logo maybe we can put a target on the back so that you can avoid them yeah that's what targets are used for. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. At first, <laughs> I was thinking you would wear the target and then people would throw stuff at you. But uh, yeah, OK. Maybe I'll make that for you. There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Should we talk about the Cardinals or do you got other shit you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no. Uh, Minneapolis is funny. Um, yeah. I, I was by the ballpark, which was pretty. Uh, mm mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing else to really. I've also been
0: outside of that ballpark. There's a number of ballparks that I've managed to be like
1: visit, but not go to a game for scheduling reasons. That's what the real fans do is you don't need the, you just need the facade. You don't need the, the seats, uh, Ah, grass, dirt. No. Uh, What other, what other parts of a stadium might there be? Bases, uh, concession stands. concourse. We already talked about concourses today. Oh, uh, light towers. Yeah. Batter's mm. eye, uh, glass, et cetera,
0: concrete, <laughs> uh, except.
1: Yeah, this is good. All right. So the
0: big thing that's swirling right now, uh, Jordan Hicks in assumed my favorite Cardinal has been what? forever. Yeah. Never, never, uh uh, 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 sad word said about Jordan Hicks on this he, podcast. He is
1: my North star in life and in my fandom. Yeah. May we all strive to be Jordan Hicks. Uh,
0: Well, so it was pretty well assumed that he is being traded. I think he is the most obvious, like, easy-to-trade piece out of all of the Cardinals' potential free agents. There's not a competitive team that would not want Jordan Hicks on their team. You can always use more bullpen help. And usually those trades are less complicated than maybe acquiring something like a starting pitcher. Uh, However, uh, the, the rumors now are that the Cardinals and Jordan Hicks are mutually uh, interested in and pursuing an extension. So yeah. this is an interesting twist, uh, particularly for it to happen right now, right in the middle, of, like right at the trade deadline. So um, Ben, what are your thoughts on this story and this development?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like obviously I'm, I'm giving myself trouble for my Jordan Hicks take earlier, but uh, uh-huh. obviously he is he's clicked in. Um, we talked about Nolan Arenado, uh, kind of revealing that Jordan Hicks is, has his focus, his, his preparedness has like reached a new level. And I take mm-hmm. that, I, I take that with a grain of salt, obviously, I, I think, uh, but it is noteworthy because Nolan Arenado does not seem like he has a, he doesn't care enough about what the media thinks to lie. Um, right. and I just kind of buy it a, a little bit. Also, he's great. I think yeah. where the, the, the complication is is that, or, or like put very simply, right? The Cardinals' number one need is pitching, pitching of all facets, high-end pitching of all facets. And by that, I mean at the back end of the bullpen and the rotation. Jordan Hicks looks like a very talented pitcher. So retaining yeah. a very talented pitcher for however many years this contract ends up being, if if it does get done, is probably a really good idea. I think, uh, so like, Baseline, good idea. Extend your good pitchers. You have very little of them. Pay this yeah. guy some money. Um, that being said, his injury history is extremely worrisome. I think his role is a question mark. Is he your closer? Um, or do we try the um, Jordan Hicks starting experiment again? And the other thing is, like you were saying, like what is his market value? If you can package Jordan Hicks with somebody and go get a proven young Uh, starter or a a high-end starter in AAA or O'Brien Wu, as we talked about, then I -hmm. think you have to go pull that trigger because that player is just worth more to the Cardinals right now than others. But if you're looking like you're going to get a, like a mid-level prospect or a a bench guy or somebody who's not going to impact the big league club in 2024 uh, significantly, then, he is worth like, why, why, why sell yeah. out on this guy? Why ruin your opportunity to resign him if it doesn't happen now, right after the season ends. Um, so th- that would be my big question is when you're John Mose and you're calling around hey. Hey. to the Dodgers, um, or the, uh, Diamondbacks Phillies, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of teams uh, there. Uh, you could list half of baseball who would be interested mm-hmm. legitimately in Jordan Hicks. Like every competitor has, I'm sure, at least checked in. If you could trade Jordan Hicks to the Orioles and get a Jordan Westberg or something like that, I would say you have to do that, even though it's not exactly the shape of player you need. The talent for talent, you have to assume that you're winning that with the control, all the other things included. Um but that's I think the big outstanding question. What does Jordan Hicks even look like on the on the free agent market right now, or I'm sorry, on the trading uh, market right now? How much of a player do you receive back?
0: yeah yeah i I generally agree across the board. I think that like we need pitching, and obviously this guy's career has been up and down, but if we're going into the free agent market next year looking for relievers. Like he would be considered one of the top relievers on the market, in my opinion. So why not just get him now? Uh, that said, you know it is it is tricky to know what his trade value is right now. We don't really there there haven't been very many moves recently. We've not seen what the top contenders are willing to pay. Uh, I I suspect that this will be something that sort of all comes together around the same time. I imagine that Mazalek and crew are with one hand negotiating a trade, a a contract extension. And on the other hand, seeing what they can get for him out on the market. Um, Because the the thing about trading him too, that doesn't mean you can't resign him. You just lose that. You know, you lose the like immediacy of it. You also lose the fact that Jordan Hicks has only ever pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals. And so he doesn't really know what it's like with other organizations. And so, Obviously, we all believe the Cardinals have a really good organization and and treat their players well. But you never know. He gets traded to, uh, you know, the the Orioles and all of a sudden he's like, hell yeah, I love it here. Yeah. And now that's just a whole new piece of the puzzle in his decision making on yep. where he goes. And it might make it harder to sign him in the offseason.
1: Um and, and really quick for reference, and, and I don't think these players are the same, but they're similar enough that I think this is relevant. Aroldis Chapman was traded from the Royals to the Rangers earlier this year. The Rangers gave up Cole Reagans, a 25-year-old starting pitcher who I have no familiarity with, and a guy named Ronnie Cabrera, who is a 17-year-old outfielder. So... You know, obviously, uh, Jordan Hicks, his stuff is a little better than a Aroldis Chapman. He is younger, although I'm not sure that matters in a, you know, the final two months of the season, Mm -hmm. but something to think about as far as, you know, potential value. Um, That being said, also, maybe he's a package. Maybe there's a Jordan Hicks and a Tommy Edmund or a Jordan Hicks and a Jordan Jordan, uh, Montgomery package to the Dodgers or, or somebody who also needs a starter and, and it helps get something else done but uh yeah, yeah that's the big I, question
0: i imagine like I, the way i've been seeing this going this is just total like conjecture is i i'm seeing the cardinals making only like two or three trades but it includes like upwards of 6 to 7 Yeah. yeah yeah it's i i'm i'm definitely foreseeing a like Montgomery and Yepes trade, yeah, you know, or like, uh, uh, yeah, Burleson, Hicks, and Flaherty to to the Dodgers or something like yeah. that. And right? the
1: team gets a rental, but then they also get some pieces that are sticking around for yeah, four or five years, yeah,
0: right, with with some upside, even if that upside hasn't, you know really been seen at all in the majors with like a guy like burleson i guess there have been flashes you know of what burleson could be but you're you're definitely trading him on what he or acquiring him on what you hope he will be not what he's been right now. sure um as far as hicks as a starter goes uh you know if we flash back to the beginning of the 2022 season i was a huge fan of the hicks in the rotation uh like thought experiment That was my number one pick for who I thought should get the spot. Uh, If you were not really following last year, it didn't go very well. Uh, A combination of injury and ineffectiveness basically had him losing his starting position by mid-year. And we really haven't looked back at it. Um, I have not heard much about him returning as a starter other than everyone else sort of in our sphere talking about it. You know, but I, at least I haven't seen anything from the organization, uh, depending on how this trade deadline goes. If he does stick around, uh, I think it's kind of an all hands on deck audition for 2024. <laughs> and I would uh, I would love to see him get a couple starts. But I know that's not really how it typically goes this late because you'd want him to get stretched out. But even like let's move him into a uh, a long reliever situation or, a, or a, like a piggyback start see what he looks like over three innings. And then yep. maybe by the end of September, he gets a start and we see what it looks like. And and we at least know that he's an option again for 2024. Matt well, has been looking good. So you start to sort of stack up, like what does the rotation look like right now? Um, but the trade deadline could change all of that. But I'd be, I'd be in favor of lightly experimenting with Hicks back in the rotation, uh, assuming it's a full sell and he is yep. still with the team.
1: Yeah, you know, a funny thing about this trading deadline, you can assume, uh, at least I'm assuming, that Montgomery and Flaherty are likely yeah. on their way out. And uh, there then becomes the problem of who is taking <laughs> those starts. Um, yeah. It's going to get rough, everybody. I mean, it's, I guess, you know, we're probably Libertor is coming back
0: up. Maybe McGreevy gets his shot. Um, Zach Thompson, maybe. Zach Thompson. Who knows? Like, yeah. It's it's going to be worse than a lot the first of half of, <laughs> the yeah. first half of this season uh it's going to be worse um now you know we Ben and I actually both predicted that the second half of the season is better than the first half as far as the record goes um but i you know the, if if Montgomery and Dakota go and it doesn't or not Dakota uh Montgomery and Flaherty go and in the trade packages, don't return anybody who is going to be a starter for us for in 2024. Uh, then it's going to it's going to be a tough uh, eight <sighs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, it'll be
1: uh, we'll get to watch the kids play, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, hopefully fun in uh, that. I'm the I, I this might be on the outline somewhere. But while we're talking about it, um, my big hope is that Paul DeYoung is traded and Mason Wynn is immediately called up. Yeah, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, uh, he's been crushing the ball in the minors. It feels like at this point he has done everything that you kind of need to see. The uh, The defense is obviously there and the offense has been great for a while now. So like, I don't see why you don't call him up. Um, but obviously they may wait until September uh, to sort of extend the clock a little bit and let him come yeah. in as a, a rookie eligible in 2024
1: yeah yeah i hope I hope the first thing you said is writing out the second thing but yeah I think Paul de young if Jordan Hicks is most obvious trade candidate in baseball number one um Paul de is number two yeah um well let's talk about the the like trade
0: deadline as a whole um a couple other rumors going around uh I don't know if you saw Katie Wu has uh, reported that the Cardinals are likely intending to keep Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I like it. Um, yeah. I like it because there's absolutely no way you're going to get anywhere near what his value is uh, right now. Um, if yeah. he has a strong two months with the Cardinals or if even looks healthy, And uh, uh, and he's, you know, moving well and and running well and all that stuff. If you do want to trade him, the time to trade him would be during the offseason. But here's just not enough time. Um, Maybe there's one club out there that would change their mind on that. Maybe the Cardinals are saying this because you really need to pry Tyler O'Neill away from John Mazzaloc in the front office to get him. Um, And they don't want him being undervalued. I don't think it makes inherent sense to pick Tyler O'Neill as the guy over some of the other guys. Um, Like if Newt should also be on that list for my money. Uh, But yeah, like I said, I I just think I don't think any other GM would really go out there and provide the package that any of us, including the Cardinals front office, would think would be worth it for a guy who just hasn't played. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, I'm okay with it. I think it's, it's probably the smart way to handle it. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, I think we're both pretty big fans of Tyler O'Neill, And I know that that is not a universal feeling across Cardinal fandom. Um, but my take on it is that uh, he has, I think, the highest ceiling of any of the outfielders that we have. And also we have seen that ceiling at the major league level and no one else Have we seen that yet? So I think he's the most likely to be good out of all of them. Yeah, because he has been good. Health is a weird thing for him, but
1: still, even if he's unhealthy guys that can put up five and six war in a season, um, on both sides of the ball, you just can't find those guys there. You, you like trading for them is very difficult. Drafting for them is very difficult. If you have one, you should hold on to it. Um, like pretty much full stop. Uh, like, Whatever else the situation is, try to figure it out with Tyler O'Neal, especially at what he's costing the team, which is essentially nothing.
0: Yeah. And a point you made too, which I agree with entirely, is that this trade deadline, there are certain guys that make a ton of sense that you kind of have to trade now. Hicks, Montgomery, DeYoung, Flaherty, those guys. In O'Neal, there is no pressure to sell him. So why likely sell at the bottom of his value unless somebody is willing to come in and overpay. Right. And then another point on what you said, which I think bears repeating is the front office is going to say a lot of things and a lot of things are going to be reported across all of baseball over the next week. And there is no, uh, they are not, required to tell the truth when they are (laughs) uh, making these statements. And in fact, you have
1: to tell me if you're a cop
0: though. Yeah. Well, that one's a universal truth, right? Uh, Teams are often like there is a benefit to obfuscation and like uh, blurring what is actually happening uh, behind the scenes. So teams, we know this, we know teams will, will use reporters to drop, Uh, fake stories in order to drum up interest like this is all part of the game right Um, we've seen John Mazalak do this like so just remember every one of these reports Katie Wu saying the Cardinals do not intend to trade Tyler O'Neill can both be true and also be an effort to increase his value on the market by implying that we value him above all these other guys Um, right and so you should too if you want to you want to
1: trade for him? Yeah, and, and like, there are teams that could very much use the Tyler O'Neill. There are teams, mm-hmm. small market teams, that could bet on the bounce back and trade an older player, um, yeah, a, a Shane Bieber type uh, to get a well, um, not him. He's on the sixty day now. Oh, but I, I forgot. Know it. <laughs> yeah, that, that type of player, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, for somebody who's maybe on their final year or, or second to final year, and I was they would get a w- young outfielder.
0: I could see uh, if we are going to go down that road, um, White Sox and Dylan Cease sort of thing. You're getting two years of Dylan Cease um, for you know. I think the Cardinals probably have to give more, but like I could see a trade for Dylan Cease centered around a
1: a Tyler O'Neill. I I don't know what the White Sox are doing right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they start if they trade Eloy, if they trade Yoan Moncada. They trade basically everyone who isn't uh, their center fielder, whose name is escaping me right now. Luis Um, Robert. Luis Um, Robert.
0: Robert. Yeah, there's a a lot of talk right now. Apparently, the the Rays and the White Sox are in talks about Lance Lynn, Uh, and I don't know if you saw this going around, total sidebar, but Lance Lynn has a full no trade clause, and... He has, but he's made like a sub list within his no trade clause of teams yeah. that he he will not be traded to. He'll waive his no trade clause for a lot of teams. The Cardinals is are one of the teams he will not waive his no trade for. Yeah. I just thought that was uh, really interesting. I don't know. I'm like, it's been a long time since he was a Cardinal. So I don't know if it's just like he's saying right now, I don't want to go be a Cardinal because they're bad this year. And I don't want to be a part of a bad team this year. Or if there's some sort of like
1: been there, done that. i I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, we all know Lance Lynn's personality. I would not be surprised if him and John Mose like do not get along and he doesn't want yeah. to come work for him again. Um, if that's the case, that's too bad. Cause I love Lance Lynn. but, uh, yeah. yeah, even, but like that being said, I wouldn't want to go to a sub 500 team, uh, two thirds of the way through the season either. So however yeah. that worked out, I, I would not be surprised at all.
0: Um, yeah, Totally. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of we were talking about before we started recording, like so much of this show might even be outdated by time we release, which we're really good at releasing episodes uh, or recording like right before big news drops. So trying to keep an
1: eye on stuff as yeah. we're talking today. I, I am refreshing uh, MLB trade. MLB rumors, trade just to make rumors, sure yeah. we don't miss anything huge. <laughs> um, well, what do you want to talk about
0: with the trade deadline? Oh, Who's big on news name.
1: Zach Eflin headed for MRI, MRI on left knee. Uh oh, we almost well, missed that. The Rays are gonna, I mean, he's been one of their better
0: uh starters, though. That that yeah. could have implications. I think the the Rays are the perfect type of team to go and get a Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. And they have a ton of interesting prospects, as they I- always do.
1: They do. I also think Jordan Montgomery back to the AL East is something that makes a lot of sense. Those teams out there know him. They know he can pitch in those ballparks and in that in that division Um, would not be surprised if pretty much any team other than the Yankees tries to acquire uh, also because they're in last place, um, tries to acquire the uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery and some other guys. Um, I think all five of the
0: AL East teams are going to be buyers. <laughs> it's yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild because the Yankees, I think they just have the same sort of pressure the Cardinals always have, which is if there's a shot, they have to go for it right. or like there'll be a riot in the streets. Yeah. So um, I think they're going to they're going to buy as well, although they'll probably be more reserved. They'll yeah. they'll likely be smart about it.
1: Um. So, yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to go over some Uh, possible trade deadline candidates for the Cardinals and to determine the likeliness of them being traded. The one at the top of my list is somebody who's kind of come into the news very recently is Wilson Contreras newly signed largest free agent contract for a player for the Cardinals. Who's never played for the organization Uh, catcher of the future. Wilson Contreras on the trading block. (laughs) First off, what do you think the likelihood of him getting traded is? Um, And second off, do you think it would be a good idea, a bad idea in between? What are are your thoughts? I think it's incredibly unlikely to me.
0: This is yet another rumor that is probably true in that the Cardinals are willing to listen on anybody. Yeah. But I don't think that they are actively shopping Willie Contreras. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but like right now, all of the writers are starved for content. And so I bet somewhere along the Cardinals organization, they said like, you know, someone was talking to a reporter or whatever. And they said, you know, who are you willing to trade? And they said something like, we'll listen in on everybody. All of a sudden that becomes Wilson Contreras is on the trade right. block. Right. Um, because it, it that's not untrue, but it just might not be like the most direct thing. So I don't think it's going to happen for a number of reasons. One. And kind of most importantly, I don't know who's buying Wilson Contreras right now. I mean, I know there's, uh, uh, there's like, there are guys, there are teams out there that could use a, a, a hitting catcher that are competing. I know, um, the Yankees, you know, like that would make sense. Um, I just, the, the stuff that's been swirling around Wilson Contreras, his ability to catch,, um, whether it's right or wrong, I just don't see a team like acquiring him to be their catcher, in yeah. midseason. Um, of course, I'm sure they can do other scouting that we don't have uh, information on in uh, as fans, but if even like a third of the stuff is true about his sort of slowness to learn the Cardinals pitching staff. Uh, how's that going to go if you're acquired in the middle of a season? Uh, it feels like that's going to be a problem. Um, and then, and then, so I think that's pretty important. Who's actually buying him. And second of all, like I don't, I I think he, he, he's had a weird start with the Cardinals, but there's no reason. I, I don't see any reason for us to bail on why he was brought in and what his future with the Cardinals could look like. He was, with the Cubs, he was a, you know, a sixty forty starter, sometimes part-time starter behind catcher. Uh, I think we thought he'd be more than that with the Cardinals, but even if he is something only like a halftime catcher or a sixty forty catcher, catcher, uh, like, I still think that's valuable, and it looks like Yvonne has taken a step forward, even though he was sent back down. Like, you can see this world where we have a really good one-two with Yvonne yeah. and with Contreras, and so, like, I feels too early to bail on your five-year contract with this dude over three months of not even bad, just not like it's not like he's been elite, but he's been pretty good and he's been fun to watch. So I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah. if someone comes in and blows you away, like you're going to trade him because anybody's on the block right now for the right
1: deal, you know, but well, I think it's I wonder. unlikely. I think that's that's where it comes into question. If somebody comes in and they're not offering you a crazy deal, but they are offering to take on the entire salary, that's what I would not be surprised if the Cardinals jumped at. And I yeah. don't know what team would do that. The Astros, off the top of my head, are the only team that kind of makes sense just because of where their salary is and where their catcher position is. Um, but... That wouldn't shock me if they're like, we actually are having some buyer's remorse. We don't want to pay this 90 million. We want to use this on pitching because our actual problem is pitching. Um, I'm not saying that's the right or the wrong thing. I'm just saying I could, I would not be shocked if that Cardinals front office people are thinking along those lines right now.
0: Yeah. I, I just don't think it would be a salary dump trade. I don't think they would take like a, a mediocre prospect for Contreras and his full contract. Like I think it, it, if they're gonna See, do it, know. it would be something that's like an actual like added
1: value. I just don't think they're I don't it doesn't make sense to me to dump him already. Um but oh I, I'm not saying it makes sense. I just wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Cardinals are thinking or the front office is thinking that way because yeah. of the weird social aspects of it. Um the way that they've kind of handled him from the beginning. Um, has just been so awkward. I can't think of any other player in my lifetime that's been handled this way. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Somebody asked in the
0: Discord if, uh, you know, how often do people get traded in the first year of a five-year deal? Uh, and I couldn't think of anybody, but I did think of uh, uh, Rysel Iglesias with the, yeah. hey, the Angels. Remember, it was last year. They signed him to a huge four-year deal. Uh, and then at the trade deadline, trade him, traded him to the Braves. Yep. Um, so it has happened. You know, that'd be relatively similar to this. Um, teams have trade, made big deals and then traded them almost immediately. I think trading a, a reliever is a little bit different than trading the guy that was supposed to be your new primetime catcher. Yeah. But, but like it does happen but generally it's very rare mostly because teams don't want to admit that like their their big offseason signing was immediately like <laughs> a bust you know
1: which is also crazy he's on pace for 3 war or so he's on pace for his normal career averages he's super hot at the plate right now yeah if the cardinals that's are regretting point. their signing then they didn't evaluate the player properly right that's my point it's not like he's
0: failing i mean there is the whole thing about him being a starting catcher which is i think a failure on on multiple fronts but other than that which i you you can argue whether how big of a thing that is you can put aside but if you do put that aside like he's been a good he's been good and he's been fun to watch and in the few moments this season where things have been rolling you have gotten glimpses of the like wilson contreras in front of a winning team yeah you know um you know, just no one looks good right now. So, uh, it, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it makes sense to trade him. Yeah. And I think it would, it would make the 2024 team less good unless you're getting something like legit yeah. back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's also hard for your team to look good when you blow a lead once or twice a week. Um, right. Just not going to happen. Okay. We've talked about pretty much everybody else on this list, except for Dylan Carlson. Where would you place the likelihood of him being traded? this deadline
0: it's this one's r- really m- far more difficult for me to understand because
1: like you know what happened it, while i was gone nate he cried he cried yeah we talked about media. it last week yeah yeah it was a guy
0: i know it. it's difficult and the weird thing is though like you know, I, I don't know. I, I would feel like if the Cardinals were actively trying to trade him, they would also want him out there playing. Right. I know that increases injury risk, um, but the fact that he's not playing at such a crucial moment when he was starting to play pretty well, which feels like it'd be a good time to let him like reinforce how good he actually is. Like if they're really planning to trade him, I feel like he'd be playing. Yeah, I could be wrong about that, you know, because also what is like another week of games going to do Talent evaluators? This these days are are far more sophisticated right. than like having a decision made over one more weeks of at bats and, and you know, moments in center field. But still, just feels weird to me that he's not playing if he truly is on the block. Um, that's that all said, like, if I'm I try to think of like. I try to put myself in the shoes of the other teams when trying to evaluate like who you would trade for. And because f- fans love to be like, oh yeah, just trade, you know, three of our s- light hitting scraps <laughs> that we all hope will someday be good for one of your stars. Like for no one's g- yeah. yeah. Like no one's going to do that. Right. Except for the Rockies and uh, the Diamondbacks <laughs> around uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. But, um, so you got to trade talent to get talent. And so, when I, if I'm a team that's looking to add a young outfielder, uh, to add to be like a central piece of my team, he's the one that I think is the most gettable from the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I probably put him, I'd say O'Neill number one. And then I go really back and forth between Newt Barr and Dylan Carlson. I know everyone loves Newt Barr. The organization obviously loves new bar. Yeah. Um, I personally think if both give equal playing time over the next five years, it's a crapshoot on which of the two are ultimately the best major leaguers different styles. But like, I, I think new bar almost gets a little overvalued and Dylan Carlson is undervalued. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you may not agree with me on that, but uh, I, I, so point being, honestly, I, I, think, I I think they're pretty much one-to-one. Yeah. Um, K- Carlson is who I would be targeting if I was trying to acquire an outfielder yeah. from the Cardinals. Um, so with that said, then I think it's very likely that he gets traded. Like, if, if we if there's going to be a bigger trade that isn't just selling off these rental pieces, he to me makes the most sense to be paired with stuff. Um, I know I've said Alec Burleson in a few as well, but like. I I think a lot of teams would really like to have Dylan Carlson
1: starting every day in their outfield. A lot of rebuilding teams. I I mean yeah, look at the Miami Marlins. They're not even rebuilding. They're they're I'll be curious to see what they do, but they could absolutely yeah. use a center fielder who is uh the same yeah, shape as Dylan Carlson.
0: Doesn't even have to be rebuilding, but a team like the Cardinals who are looking to shift priorities or shift yep. assets around the uh Cardinals have too many Offensive players and not enough pitching. We need to find a team that has too much pitching and not enough offensive players. And they're looking for the um, sort of baseline solidness that you get from Carlson. And we forget that Carlson's only 23 years old. Like, yeah, there are are guys who are being, who were just drafted right now who are like barely younger than uh, Dylan Carlson. Like, he's incredibly young still for the league. So, like, we haven't even really ever seen a full like developed Dylan Carlson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to throw out one more team, I could see Seattle wanting Dylan Carlson. Yeah. I don't know if you, I was going to talk about this later, but Jared Kelnick just kicked (laughs) a water cooler and broke his foot. Um, so maybe they need a second baseman and a center field or an outfielder, uh, (laughs) just to go out there. the the
0: The amount of times people break shit from frustration or celebration, like, I don't know. Like I get it, but I think we need to like remove, like, I think the, the dugouts are going to eventually become just like soft padded areas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Line everything with pool noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tennis balls. Yeah. Yep. Smart. Smart. Um,
0: anything else you want to talk about around the, the trade deadline? No. No. Okay, so this is it. This is our last episode before the actual trade deadline. Ben and I are talking about uh, possibly doing a little bit of like a, um, you know, hot news drop. <laughs> what I don't even know what to call it. No, if, that there was is,
1: good. if there is, so, if there is a major... so everyone we're we're talking about doing a hot news drop. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass, yes. people
0: get what that means.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we're if, if our schedules align and there is a a big trade. Um, We might try to do a a rapid react. How about that? Uh, And drop something in the feed for y'all. But we'll just see how it all lines up. Um, But as Ben said before, this week is
1: possibly the most important week of our lives. And maybe the most dramatic week ever. Wow. Um, Yeah. Another you should uh, like and subscribe this podcast if you're listening, because that that uh, that. Uh, pod will just pop right into your little feed there and you can mm. listen to us geek out about Carl to the Marlins for uh, Yuri Perez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would
0: be fun. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Potentially well, that, that
1: one of the best young pitchers in baseball for a yeah outfielder. That'd be great. Maybe we can trick
0: the pirates into trading us uh, skeins already. I don't think he can be traded yet, but like. I feel that'd like.
1: Be- yeah, Skeens would be like a top four pitcher in the org right now. <laughs> Today, yeah, I, th- I think if he he would maybe be the best starter in the rotation. <laughs> he might like, be. no, it'd be Montgomery Skeens. Yeah, everyone else, and maybe better than Montgomery. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Woof. All right.
0: Well, uh, real quick, we do want to remind all of our listeners that this show is listener supported on Patreon. If you enjoy the show want to show your support, consider subscribing at patreon.com slash talking about birds. We really enjoy bringing this show to you. It is a labor of love. And uh, one of the things that we've really enjoyed from it, though, is building our little community. Uh, People who subscribe to our Patreon get access to our private Discord. We call it the Bird Scored. It's a great place to chat with other Cardinal fans that get you away from all of the social media drama if you don't want to jeet, I think that's what they're calling it now. If you don't want to, can we, can we
1: call the bird score the X chord?
0: <laughs> We're also rebranding. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to talking about X. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. So if you want a, a good place to go and talk to other Cardinal fans, uh, listeners of the show, consider joining patreon.com slash talking about birds. We truly appreciate the support to all of our current patrons and those considering joining. All right. We also appreciate those who take a few minutes. That's all it takes to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps. We know a number of people have found the show just by Googling things like Cardinals podcast or looking in your search feeds for something like that. And that's where those reviews matter. It help us. It helps us go above shows like C70 and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> all the crap out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, go and check out uh, Kelsey's shows. You know, she was on the show last week. Peace, love and baseball and babes, babes. Uh, ben, where can people find us online?
1: Yeah, get us on all the socials on uh, Twitter slash X at talk about birds. We're on Instagram at talking about birds. Uh, we are on Spotify. So if you prefer to listen to podcasts on Spotify, we're there. We got a TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. So you can tick tock with us. Uh, if you have thoughts, questions, or, or anything really, I don't know, if criticisms mostly, I hope. Uh talkaboutbirds at gmail.com. Um, and all of that information can be found at talkingaboutbirds.com. Again, that is talking about Dot
0: com. And hey, quick ask if you happen to know where like sports type people are congregating outside of Twitter slash X. Um, let us know. There's so many different platforms popping up. It's been kind of hard to figure out where people are actually going. Um,
1: and I, so I'm very interested. I wish the Cardinals subreddit was more active. Yeah. The Cardinals re- subreddit kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I we mean, need, it's, we need more action in there, people. Yeah, that would be a good
0: one. I mean, but we don't. we never post in there either. So, um,
1: that, we're part but, of the
0: problem. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know if you're out there and you, you find like a little pocket of Cardinal fans in a social media, uh, let us know. Cause we'd love to, to get out there and see the alternatives uh, to X or whatever. Um, all right. So back to our content, sweet, <laughs> sweet content. Let's talk about, about the NL central, um, Not a lot has changed, but it'll be an interesting trade deadline. The Brewers currently lead the Central uh, with a a record of 56 and 45. They have a one and a half game lead over the Cincinnati Reds, who are 55 and 47. After those two stellar ball clubs, you immediately drop down, down to under 500 teams, Cubs, Cardinals and Pirates. All uh, right. So Ben, what are you projecting? Do you think any of the teams at the top of the standings right now are going to be buyers or is everyone in such a murky position that they're just going to hold, see what happens and
1: reassess in the offseason? So, I yeah, I I I don't know cuz this div- division sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I think like to me obviously Milwaukee should go out and augment their team. Um, I think that they could use help on either side of the ball. I think it's probably likely that they augment their offense and, and get a reliever of some type. Uh, and they don't, you know, I don't think that they're going to really put themselves out there um, as far as like trading some of their young guys, they, you know, Jackson yeah. Churio, and they have some, some levers that they can pull. Uh, they just had South uh come up and contribute immediately. Uh, but they could still use, I mean, uh, I mean, If Rowdy Talaz comes back healthy, they could still use a hitter on top of that. And as we talked about, every team could use relief help uh, and and they definitely fit that bill. So I I think for me, that's 1A. Of course, they should go by. I cannot believe the way they handled the trading deadline last year. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean,
0: some point to it to being a core reason why they essentially collapsed and the Cardinals took over the the division i mean you can also talk about all the good things the cardinals did and why they took the division but uh trading like your maybe hall of fame closer uh
1: insane
0: yeah yeah even if it might ultimately be a long-term you know good move for them it definitely it's not great when your first place team is doing
1: uh interviews being like i don't know what i don't know what our plan is here (laughs) (laughs) so so pretty clear from Milwaukee standpoint, they're up in the standings. It's their division to lose. I believe that irrelevant of the record. I do think that they're yeah. the best team in the central. Um, and uh, Brandon, Brandon Woodruff should be back like any
0: day now. Right. Um, and, yeah.
1: Him and Rowdy, I think are really going to help the team quite a bit. And Rowdy's not having the best year ever, but just that left-handed power um, is something that that team needs. Um, and man, i yeah. will be really curious to see what they do with Adamas. Um, they re him or not. But yeah, so I think a pretty, pretty straight and narrow what Milwaukee should do. They should add, um, Cincinnati is probably the biggest question mark for me. I think Cubbies like very likely to sell. I would sell if I was them Pittsburgh already, uh, or or even more likely than anyone else. Cardinals, we already know, but Cincinnati is the big question mark for me. Um, I don't believe, as I've said multiple times, I don't believe in the team, um, as far as uh, a long run in them, I do believe that they are playing out of their shoes and I think their Achilles heel is their pitching. Um, yeah, even with some, you know, great performances like, uh, Abbott is, is pitching really well, but all right, I'll take a step back. I guess my question is this team is better, uh, than we expected it to be sooner, right? They're, they're obviously better than they were last year. So do you do the Orioles thing and you kind of sit and marinate and wait for those players to get better and run it back the next year? Or when you're this close to potentially winning the division, you're one game out from winning the division. Do you push your chips in and take advantage of your position in the standings right now and try to win when it's right in front of you?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I Part of it would determine or it would be dependent on the cost. If they can maybe do a sort of light go for it, what I would argue the Cardinals did last year with like, um, or maybe not last year, the best example, but basically like the the style of trades where you're going and getting a Jose Quintana um, or like a J.A. A. Hap from the year before where like, You're not breaking the bank for those guys, but it will add meaningful improvement to your team that year. Uh, I could see them doing something like that. I don't think it makes sense yet for them to essentially go all in. Uh, I've heard or I read that they are shopping um, for pitching improvement, pitching improvements. Uh, They've apparently made it known that they will trade Jonathan India for a young controlled starter. I think that's kind of crazy. Well, they have so like all of these call-ups that they've just done and they're not even, they don't even have all their infielders up yet. Noel V Noel V Marte who is apparently incredible is still down there. He's another shortstop. Like at some point, like, you know, you, they, they need to do what the Cardinals uh, need to do, which is transition these, uh, infield prospects into pitching, um, so I think they should do a, like maybe a light buy uh, or something that really sets them up. I, I see them being a real problem in 2024. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. if that, if that pitching gets healthy um, on top of all these young guys, like I think they're going to be pretty good. So I'd be looking for something that maybe increases your 2023, um, but really continues to set you up for a 2024 run. Yeah. Uh, Cause they look like they could be uh, a, I, I already bet that they will be a lot of people's
1: like dark horse pick next year. Um, and not, if they, if, yeah, not to mention, they're going to have a lot of money to spend this offseason, season because right. their, their team salary is bargain basement. So they could go yeah. get Aaron Nola and I don't know, X other high level pitcher and, and really yeah. make that team look scary quickly.
0: That said, their owner is a piece of shit who has outwardly said he doesn't want to spend money to make the team better. So, yeah, uh, you know, but that is it is different when your team is really good and you're maybe a piece or two away from sealing the deal rather than where they were even two years ago. Um, But I don't know. He's, He's sort of a bad guy of like all of the owners are like inherently trash, but he's he's the type that says the quiet
1: part out loud also yeah yeah
0: Yeah, blaming fans yeah
1: yeah it's well
0: what did he say like he said if you don't like it where where are you gonna go yeah you know something like that which is really the the only game in town yeah
1: yeah that sounds Uh, like fun entertainment you have us you're, you're holding us hostage
0: So I I agree with you, though. I think Milwaukee should buy.
1: It's their division to lose.
0: They have the top end pitching that could facilitate a good playoff run. I think Cincinnati should think about 2024. uh, And I think the Cubs are going to sell. The Cubs are in a similar position with some of their players as the Cardinals are now. I think they are trying to decide between selling Cody Bellinger and extending him uh, because he certainly looks like he's fully back and likes being a Cub. So He's a huge trade chip for them, but they also might just extend him. Yeah. I don't know which one I want. I don't like him being a cub and doing well, but he also... They've been pretty smart at the deadlines recently, so they probably get something really good for him. Uh, so, And I don't even know who the Pirates sell. What do the Pirates have to sell? Uh, oh, oh <laughs> no. uh, I, I honestly... Yeah, I guess. But he went to them on this like glory, like retired, you know, like fade out deal. Like, it's, yeah, I don't I don't uh, know. Bednar
1: Bednar. They could they could sell they high could, on Bednar. They could sell Bednar. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. End of list. Yeah. yeah, it gets rough. Kojo Kojo. Still, he's still a hitter. Hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. Rough. Johan Oviedo might get you something. <laughs>
0: Quintana's back.
1: Yeah. Uh, Quintana is a Met. Yeah. Oh, go trail. (laughs) (laughs) If Johan Oviedo once again got traded before (laughs) Quintana, that would be a fantastic move. I wonder that has to have happened over the history of baseball. It has to. Where a
0: player has been traded for the same player like twice or more. I'm sure it's happened.
1: Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about with the the NL Central? No, no. I'm, I'm just excited to be on the other side of this deadline, my guy. Yes. Um, all right. We have a couple series to talk about. Uh, the Cardinals had such a good
0: time against the Cubs last weekend. We thought, let's do it again, only this time at home, uh, which it should be better. Four games against the Cubs. I, I mean, that was such a disappointing series in Chicago. Um, I don't know how much of it you... Got to watch, but it. I I was, I we Kelsey and I talked about this where like you know it was really I I want when I'm watching the games it's it's now Nate future Nate doesn't exist yet I want the Cardinals to win games right. it's more fun that game against the Diamondbacks two nights ago, like was a really fun game yeah it's like oh man like you can still enjoy baseball even if your team is completely. Uh, like out of it. And that Arizona game, you know, really made me feel that. Uh, but man, those games in Chicago were just like, uh, this, yeah, this is, this is what it's actually like for this team. Like there, it, it, we're done. It's done. Like so it's let's done. Stop.
1: Yeah. I honestly, yeah. I'm almost glad it happened because that winning streak was just, you know, random acts clustering randomly. I don't, I yeah, yeah. don't believe in this team. Um, it, It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, it's fun to have the streak, and I'm sure that helped the Cardinals players mental health a bit, but uh, which is mm-hmm. obviously worth something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Cubs aren't even that good of a team, and I can pretty much say they're better than the Cardinals. Um, well, and Kelsey and I talked about it, but
0: like a four game series in Chicago is always going to be tough also. Right. So, like, I think the Cardinals would have been happy splitting that series. And so going one and three like sucks, but it, it it's also it's. Wrigley. It's the middle of the summer. It, it, those games are crap shoots even when like yeah. the, the it's lopsided. Um, but yeah, it's hard not to say that Cubs are a better team. Um, though I think it's, it's pretty close. Um, is it? I think so. I mean, I think the Cardinals have had some bad luck this year too, but both, I think both teams are just like right below 500 teams, you know, true talent. So I, I think you could, uh, you know, you run it a million times, and
1: with this season, and the and the Cubs and Cardinals yeah, are I back and
0: forth.
1: Cardinals have a better offense than the Cubs, but the Cubs have a better defense and pitching, and still have yeah. a pretty good offense. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Wow, big Cubs fan over here. They are. I thought this was a Cardinal podcast.
1: Watching that series, the watching the Cubs defense against the Cardinals defense was stark. Oh yeah, well I think the Cubs are stupid. That's pretty That's, good. All right, these callers don't run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you you sound like you're uh, in the Cardinals front office doing that self evaluation. <laughs> Have you considered yeah. the stupidity of the other teams and that yeah. they smell? Mm.
0: The Cardinal way is to put on blinders, <laughs> <laughs> bury your head in the sand, let it rip. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So not much to say about the the upcoming games. It's that we just talked about the Cubs are we're all pretty familiar with them. So we'll see four games at home. Hopefully should go better than what it than what it was uh, in Chicago. And then after that, a more unique series, we get to see the twins. Yeah, Uh, I love the I love the the uh, balance schedule and just getting to play all these different teams. Um, So it's fun to play the twins. Uh, What are you
1: seeing from the twins right now? They're a first place of an equally bad division. These are the Milwaukee Brewers of the AL central. <laughs> um, they're even kind of built the same where there's, there's some defense, there's some pitching. They have one of the better closers in baseball and a couple of thumpers. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team there. They are very well balanced. Um, uh, in my opinion, and they have like enough power to keep you honest. I think Carlos Correa is still going to turn it around at some point this year. Yeah. Um, and they're, uh, their two, three in the, uh, rotation is super duper solid with, uh, Pablo Lopez should be a Cardinal Joe Ryan and Sonny gray, uh, Joe Ryan and Sonny gray, both having a really nice standout seasons. Um, so yeah. And, yeah. and Johan Duran, might be my favorite pitcher to watch right now. He, he's the yeah. guy that throws a 101 mile an hour splitter. Um, he's pretty good. He was the guy who struck out one of the best closers in baseball, struck out Jared Kelnick and like a nine pitch at bat. And that was the at bat that Jared Kelnick went and broke his foot <laughs> on. It's like, dude,
0: you got to take the L. Yeah. Yeah, you just got beat by it's okay to get beat by this guy.
1: He's really good. He's yeah better than you. <laughs> like
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I he I'm a big fan of him as well. Yeah. Um did you know that uh or do you remember that the twins got Joe Ryan, who's having an incredible season, uh, for two months of Nelson Cruz?
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, they got uh he was uh from the Rays. So trading deadline. He, uh, Yeah, swear. This is why I said this is going to be the most dramatic week of our lives. And also, sometimes the Rays do ship out great (laughs) players. (laughs) They just have so many that nobody notices. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and they're on the other side of those trades more often than not. So you kind of forget when, like, oh yeah, they did get rid of Joe Ryan for two months of a of an old old hitter. So it just shows, like, if you do your do your work, too, like. you can make meaningful change in a the, in the trade deadline. So Absolutely. we'll see what the what the Cardinals can pull off. Um, all right. So now let's run through some league news. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Ben? Yeah,
1: not too. We t- kind of talked about everything this week, so not too much. We do have a couple of uh, trading dead trade deadline moves. The Dodgers reacquire Kike Enrique uh, Hernandez from the Red Sox. Enrique Hernandez, I think, is. Might be my favorite, maybe I won't say best, but might be my favorite utility player in baseball because yeah. he can be the best center fielder and the best shortstop on the same team. Not to mention he has like a cannon for an arm, can play second. He's got some pop. He really hits left-handers. Well, I really like Enrique Hernandez as a player. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he's coming back to LA, which I think makes sense. The Dodgers kind of loading up for their October run. And this is it's a great move. Um smart yeah. move. Curious on the Red Sox end why they did this. Uh Trevor Story should be coming back soon. Yeah, um, he's supposed to so be back any week now. He'll probably be the everyday shortstop with Kiké going out, um assuming no setbacks. So that's good I guess having Trevor Story back in baseball is is good news, but uh yeah, mm-hmm. interesting move for sure. Um
0: uh, Kiké is just fun
1: to say too. It is. And he's Kike. funny too. He's like yeah, he's got a good like online him. presence, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah I like him. Um, the Braves trade with my Colorado Rockies to acquire Pierce Johnson, um, who <laughs> will assuredly have a better time with the Ra- uh, the Braves <laughs> for all of the reasons, yeah. and I'm sure all of his numbers and ERA will either go half uh, half down or his strikeout uh, will go fifty percent up. It'll it'll be a, a much better situation down there for him. So, um, the Braves. Yeah loading up
0: of all the bullpens to trade from you don't you don't really feel like the rockies bullpen is one to be targeted right now it's been Shot. pretty much garbage all season but obviously there's a lot of outside factors to hey, that as well Hey, Ju-
1: justin lawrence is good against right-handed hitters most of the time yeah
0: he's been okay daniel Bard um, uh, has been a lot better yeah. recently yeah. yeah yeah we're
1: fine it's fine over here yeah also pierce johnson great. great name great name but it just (laughs) makes
0: you think of Pierce Brosnan
1: (laughs) so oh it thinks makes me think of something else but yeah that's that's also fair oh uh hmm uh we already talked (laughs) It's like an Austin
0: Powers joke uh, yeah going on here yeah
1: yeah um you nasty yeah his like uh one of the people that works for Dr. Evil named Pierce Johnson yeah and he yeah well yeah anyways Uh, we already talked about Jared Kelnick a couple of times, making fun of that guy. Um, Uh the Atlanta Braves are, uh, set to be the first team to go public with an IPO. You can buy stock in the Atlanta Braves, which uh, if it's just based on their on-field play, I say, go, like (laughs) go go drop as much money on that as you can. Uh, but very interesting to see, you know, this obviously they've been public for a while. Now, the fact that, the uh, people can actually buy their stock and we'll, I guess we'll see what happens. I, uh, I don't think that this will be a trend. I think owners like being owners and having full autonomy and it it working that way. Um, But yeah, a major league baseball team is about to have shareholders for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm really torn
0: on this. There's a lot, there's a lot of ways that this could go. Um, I'm concerned because it, means that now profit generation is even more of a concern for them. I mean, it's obviously already at pretty much every team's primary concern, but now they are beholden to shareholders for profit generation. So I'm concerned about that. Just another step towards sports as a tool for capitalism. Uh, Now, flip side, is there a world where the shareholders ultimately recognize that winning is the most valuable thing a team can do and shareholders are able to put pressure on a team to win rather than just try to improve like your bottom line profits? Um, Maybe. Maybe. So maybe there's. That is a positive outcome where it puts the direction of the team a little bit more in the hands of fans who can help push the team towards long term success. Right. uh, Which ultimately means winning. The most profitable teams are the ones who win the most. So. I don't know, uh, I, but I—I I mean, uh, just on paper, it feels icky that like now the the, the stock exchange is directly involved in a uh, in a baseball team, um, yeah. So i just like a lot of alarm bells around uh, like intent of a team, but
1: we'll see. Money is dumb and fake. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what this makes me like. Of course, you. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it just feels fake. Yeah, and yeah, and weird. Um, last thing I want to talk about. This is a piece of really good news to end our league news segment on. As of just a, a few moments ago, Nathan. The MLB owners have voted to extend commissioner Rob Manfred. Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. (laughs) Uh, I believe his contract is going to be in place through the 2028 season. Jesus Um, Christ. (laughs) So, you know, big win.
0: Wow. We did it folks. Yeah. We love it. Don't we folks? (laughs) Very legal and very cool. Um, That's all I got for league news. All right, well, let's play a little game. Let's wrap this up. So we've been talking a lot about the trade deadline, Ben. Uh, and Hey, you're telling me, Nate, Hey, uh, and John Mazelik, you know, there's, it's been a rough time for the Cardinals and he gets, he's been getting a lot of shit for his trades. Uh, and so it made me think like, well, I want to go back and look through some of the trades under the Mazelik, uh, uh, you know, leadership under his under his,
1: uh, Hey, okay. Okay. Uh, Under
0: his regime. And then it made me think, well, I wonder how well Ben can remember all of these different trades. So I've got a new game for you that I'm calling Mo trades, Ben fades. And the way this, (laughs) the way this works, Uh, it's okay. I'm going to give you elements of a trade and you basically need to fill in the blank. Sure. So, um, it might be a guy from the Cardinal side or it might be somebody that we received in
1: the trade. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, how about this? Brett Wallace, Matt holiday. Okay. Look at that. We're already playing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, not on my list, but, uh, ah! that's a good one. So I, I do have, uh, there's a lot of trades like, we forget about all the like multi-layer trades that are happening all the time. So I'm trying to keep this at relatively like important or known trades. So I'm not trying to goof you on this, but I found it actually kind of hard to remember all the aspects of some of these bigger trades. Uh, So I'm not going to do a like Edward Mojica for Zach Cox sort of
1: trade on you. I'm not going to. That's an all-star closer right there. I would have (laughs) remembered that one.
0: You would I don't think you would have remembered Zach Cox, but maybe first round pick. I never forget um, Zach Cox. <laughs> All right. So um here's we'll we'll just go ahead and, and get started. Uh so the the Rays traded to the St. Louis Cardinals, Justin Williams, Henesis Cabrera, and Roel
1: Ramirez, for which st louis cardinal uh i thought there was two st louis cardinals in this deal well give me give me both uh, so i'm thinking tommy fam and jose martinez
0: i'm gonna give it to you jose martinez was in a different trade was it
1: you are yes it is the tommy fam it, it was just it was fam to- okay mm-hmm. it was tommy fam oh, it, it was jose martinez and randy rosarena correct my bad yeah right. yeah i got there before you corrected uh, me
0: uh, so his fam and international slot money
1: okay for
0: uh Justin Williams, Hennessy Cabrera, and Roel Ramirez. I was sort of a Justin Williams believer for a week or two there. Uh, yeah, well, he had a good little everyone was a big Justin Williams fan for yeah, for like <laughs> a few weeks. He was a fun story, he hit ball hard. Um, the Cardinals traded this player to the Cleveland Indians, now Guardians, for. John Torres
1: and Connor Capel this player for you said, John Torres and Connor Capel. Mm-hmm. I think we've traded a lot with the Indians or the guardians. Yes. Um. I think. Oh, butts. <laughs> um, so who's popping in my head right now is Jake Westbrook but I think this, that was further in the past. Thinking about Brandon Moss, I think that was further in the past as well. Oh, I'm going to say Oscar Mercado. You got it. Let's yeah. go. And
0: we got Brandon Moss from the Indians, did we not? Yes. Okay. Um, all right, throwback. Scott Rowland was traded for this player oh
1: crap from the phillies right um scott roland who is scott roland traded for oh i don't know this one it's um oh crap 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 Crap. um you definitely know the player but we're getting far back was it placido polanco it was not it was uh, kind of close out is Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss. Wait.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, what was that deal? Scott
1: Rowland for Troy Gloss. To who? From the angels? Because uh, Troy Gloss was an angel. I don't think that that trade is uh, right. To the Blue Jays. Oh, the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Really? That's a stupid deal. <laughs> For some reason I thought we got Troy Gloss free from free agency, but I forgot he was no. a blue jay for a minute. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean Troy Gloss was
0: supposed to be the third baseman of the future for the Cardinals, and then it was uh
1: He had that one really good year. Yeah. Uh all right. I was thinking so the trade to receive Scott Roland, that's what I was thinking. Yes. You you worded it in a way that I decided was confusing. Ah. Uh. Okay, well
0: let's make sure we're on the same page going forward. Jackass. Um
1: Matt Adams was traded to the Braves for which player? Matt Adams was traded to the Braves. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> no. Um Matt Adams was traded to the Braves and the Cardinals received Man, I remember that deal because he came there and was hitting so hot that Freddie Freeman tried playing third base so they could keep Matt Adams in the lineup, which is insane. Obviously, pre-DH. Yeah, he ultimately put up like
0: one F4 for him that season and then bounced all around. It's still in baseball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, this one feels like it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Oh, my goodness. I don't have it though. Uh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Adam Wayne. Well Wright.
0: then. In this house, we say Yapez, Juan Yebez. Matt Adams was traded for Juan Yepez. Really? It's just straight up.
1: Yep. Good trade by Mo. Right? Uh, if we uh, can never right, see go- Juan Yep play ever again. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. All right, going back in time. Jim Edmonds was traded to the Padres for which player? Oh crap. I think it's David freeze. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. David freeze. Yeah. I was like, Um, I'm 99% sure on that one. Yeah.
0: So Mo threw in a couple million dollars on top. Like it's actually a really good Mo trade. They, they, they plucked freeze kind of like out of obscurity. Like he was, he'd had a pretty good year in the minors, but nothing crazy. And, uh, they like hard targeted him. Yeah. If I remember correctly, there was a. The the trade was originally going to be for someone else, but the Cardinals threw in the money on the deal in order to get freeze instead of the other guy. So they like big time went for freeze and obviously
1: the rest of that history. worked. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, no wonder Mo uh, this has this a little like, God complex. Yeah, right. Uh,
0: this one is a little tougher. Uh, Luke
1: Voigt was traded to the Yankees for which two players? Uh, chase, Chasen Shreve and Giovanni Gallegos.
0: Very good. I did not
1: think you would remember Chasen Shreve. How do you forget that name? What a a mouthful. He's a weird looking guy too, but, uh, he, he pitched okay for like a year and a half. Um, Yeah,
0: I think he's still
1: in the league. I think I saw him
0: somewhere recently. Oh, oh my Um, God. All right. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, That is crazy. All right. Two more for you. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you... There'll be two blanks in this one. Shelby Miller and who were traded for
1: jason hayward and who from the braves yeah um so i know the players uh it was uh it was a prospect he was a starting pitcher the guy coming from the cardinals he was a prospect he was coming from the cardinals um very young guy uh had control issues high strikeout rate um Yes. Oh, my God. I can't think you, of his you've name. You've got all right now. of his descriptors correct. And <laughs> uh, never really made it. Um, I don't even know if he's still in baseball. Um, man, I cannot think of his name right now. And the other guy was Jordan Walden. Um, yes. Coming from the Braves, but the Cardinals prospect. Very who good. I like I liked this guy um, and was disappointed when he left the Cardinals, uh, even though he didn't amount to anything. I cannot think of his name. Um. Oh, wait. Is it Terrell? Je- uh, I do want to go more. Is, is it Terrell Jenkins? It is. Yeah, oh, Terrell or go. Or
0: Tyrell. Yeah, very good. Oh. I did not think you'd be able to pull that. Ooh, very good. I heard smoke coming out of my ears. Yeah, yeah. He was. Um, you know, he was. Uh, it was a lot like what happened when the Cardinals traded uh, Sandy Alcantara. Like a very similar profile fireballer yeah. has no control, probably going to be in the bullpen. And then somehow the Marlins turning him into what he is today. Yeah, And then the Braves. Oh uh, yeah. Tyrell has not been, uh, he, he made his MLB debut for the Braves in 2016, um, only pitched in 14 games and then was never back in the ah, majors. All right. He, he was in the minors through 2017, um, before, uh, falling out of baseball. All right. So. Uh, bit another huge win for Mazalek. I'm not trying to stand Mazalek in this moment. Like he's had his ups and downs, but that was another uh really good trade for the Cardinals. Um Even though the Cardinals did not extend Hayward, it was still a, well, that's turned out to be a
1: good move too.
0: Yeah. That turned out to be good too. Is the, the Cardinals won a hundred games and Hayward was arguably the best player on the team that year. So, uh all right. My last one, Ben, John Jay was traded for who
1: from the Padres? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one. John Jay was traded Padres. Oh man. That is oh, I want to think about it for a little bit. Um crap. Sean Jay, chief justice. Mhm.
0: Traded to the Dads now in the Marlins system. Yeah, their like first A's base coach, coach. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um my brain I want to say Greg Garcia for some reason, but I don't think that that's right. I think Greg Car- Garcia came up through the Cardinals. Um cuz he was just after the Memphis Mafia kind of fizzled out a little bit. Ah, yeah, I can't think of it. So I'll just say Greg Garcia. You have like
0: a similar, um, uh, what's that called? Alliteration. It's not exactly the same though. Jed Jerko. Jed Jerko. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good trade too. Yeah. Jed Jerko. Um, while you were thinking about it, I looked it up. So he, uh, in 2016, he had 2.9 F4 in 2017, 3.4. And then in 2018, uh, it was 1.5 before he ended up, uh, uh, getting traded again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jerko was a great trade, uh, like
1: six war for, uh, for the, it was one year of John Jay for, I think four years of Jerko. Yeah. That's, that's a good deal. Uh, I remember, especially when he would get on a heater, um, he was really, really fun to watch. It oh yeah. Like he was playing softball.
0: Well, he hit 30 bombs. Yeah. Uh, in one of his years with the Cardinals, yeah, that was fun. We didn't have a lot of home run hitters in the 2016 and 2017 seasons. No, so, um, yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for. Damn, that was tough. Um, yeah, that'll do it for Mo trades and Ben fades. Damn, uh, you actually did really well. You only got the the only one you got wrong was Scott Roland for Troy Gloss and uh, Matt Adams for for Juan Yapez um, and, and Jed then, Jerko and, and Jed Jerko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got actually the ones that I, I didn't think you'd get like the, the random relievers. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so yeah, that's just uh, some of the trades. I mean, there were so many to pick from, but those felt like, you know, somewhat memorable. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll play this game again in five years and we'll talk about the 2023 uh, (laughs) trade deadline.
1: There we go. And Rob Manfred Uh, will still be in power. Yes.
0: Power. (laughs) uh all right well that'll do it for this week um welcome back benny we will be back next week and maybe sometime in between for uh all of our trade deadline recap and discussion uh and what the cardinals second last two months will look like uh who knows it's an interesting time as a cardinal fan Uh, i think it can still be a lot of fun as a cardinal fan so i hope that you will join us through the rest of the season Tell your friends, tell your dads, tell your moms, tell your grandparents. Uh, we appreciate it. And as always, remember to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about words. And we will be back next week, same time, same place. And until then, go Cardinals. Sign Hicks. Extend Walker. Extend Walker.